Welcome to the Contextual Safeguarding Podcast. I'm Delphine Peace from the Contextual Safeguarding Research Program at Durham University. And I'm with Masha Breuer. Masha works for the NGO, the International Rescue Committee in Germany. So Masha, herzlich willkommen. Wie geht's? Hey Delphine, mir geht's gut und dir? Sehr gut, danke. <laughs> That was welcome. And how are you in German? So we worked with the International Rescue Committee in Germany as part of the Contextual Safeguarding Across Borders project. And this project explored contextual safeguarding in international contexts. And as part of this project, International Rescue Committee in Germany tried some contextual safeguarding tools with a group of girls that they support in an accommodation center for refugees. And one of the contextual activities they tried was safety mapping. And Masha will tell us all about her experience of doing that with the group. But first, I will just say very, very briefly what contextual safeguarding is for any listeners who might not be familiar with this approach. So contextual safeguarding is an approach to safeguarding young people that has been developed in England and Wales to improve how we understand and how we respond to young people's experiences of harm outside of their families. So it looks at people's experiences of harm within their relationships and in the places where they spend time outside of the home. So like with their peer groups, in schools, places in the communities like parks or shopping centers, and of course, online spaces. And contextual safeguarding tries to build safety in these places. So you can find out all about contextual safeguarding and you can find out more about the Contextual Safeguarding Across Borders project on the Contextual Safeguarding Network if you go to contextualsafeguarding.org.uk. So, Masha, you support a group of girls and young women at this refugee accommodation center. They're aged between nine and 12. They live in the accommodation center with their families and they're from different countries and you meet with them weekly as their group mentor. So first of all, can you tell us a bit about your role as group mentor and what you do with the group? Yes, of course. The group offers space for political education. We talk about their rights, discrimination, and many different topics that the girls want to discuss. We also do youth-led activities where the girls choose what they do. For example, screen printing on t-shirts, photography projects, and doing activities in the community like swimming or going to the cinema. Great. Thanks, Masha. And so you did a safety mapping activity with the group and you were helped by one of your colleagues. Safety mapping is an exercise that helps practitioners to understand where young people feel safe or at risk in their community. And there's different ways you can do it. You can print a map of the local area and you can ask young people to mark on it areas where they feel safe or unsafe. Um, for example, they can color coded like green when they feel safe, red where they feel unsafe or they can draw on it. And then practitioners can also visit these places together with young people and have young people show them around. Safety mapping can be used as part of uh, broader assessments of risks within local neighborhoods, or it can also be used on its own with individual young people or with groups of young people to support safety planning. Can you tell us how you prepared for the safety mapping exercise? First, I talked to the researchers for the contextual safeguarding team, and they explained the exercise to me. 
I set up the safety mapping in such a way that I bought craft materials and flashlights in advance together with a colleague. We laid out all the materials on the table in a creative room of the refugee accommodation center where the girls live. Great, thank you. And then what did you do during the activity? During the activity, we asked the girls where, where they feel safe and unsafe in public spaces. It was first a linguistic challenge to explain to the girls what safe and unsafe spaces are, because the girls all have other mother tongues than German. When the girls understood the questions, we did a short brainstorming. Answers came up, for example, like, I feel safe at home and unsafe on the street in the dark. We asked the girls to illustrate their answers. The girls made places out of cardboard and paper, which they decorated with pens, stickers and glitter. The girls talked about their thoughts about the places while they were making them. On two large posters, one girl wrote the headline safe and unsafe. When everyone was finished, the girls were allowed to stick their handmade pictures onto the posters one by one, explaining why they thought the places were safe or unsafe. For example, safe was at home, with my friends, with my family, in my class, at the zoo, on the playground with friends. Unsafe was, for example, alone on the street, outside in the dark, in front of strangers, men, boys, dogs, on a train. After that, we glued the poster on the wall. Afterwards, we asked the girls what safe and unsafe places the girls would like to show us nearby. They wanted to walk with us along the busy street in the dark to the playground. We gave each girl a flashlight and went to the playground. One girl said, if I were alone right now, I would be afraid that a strange man or a dog would come and hurt me. Another girl said, cars always drive really fast here. Once at the playground, the girls played on the climbing frames and with the flashlights. They showed us everything and had a lot of fun. Ah, great. So did they enjoy the activity? Yes, I think so. They like to be the ones to showing me places and to have ownership to lead. And what did you do afterwards? After the activity, we went back to the accommodation center. We had hot chocolate and cookies and reflected on the activity. I took this back to my team and we discussed what the girls said. Some of the things the girls said we don't have power to change. For example, more street lights. But the girls said they really enjoyed community activities and want to do more things outside. So we are thinking how we can connect them better with other organizations. And I also noticed that after the activity in our group session, the group spoke more about their feelings and their experiences in different spaces like with their friends, at school, or on public transport. Thank you so much for sharing your experience of doing the safety mapping activity, Masha. It's great to hear that the group enjoyed it. And like you said, these conversations about where they feel safe in the community raised a lot of interesting questions about what is in your power to change as an organization. So for example, like you said, increasing street lighting is not really something that you can do, but you are thinking about how you could connect these girls more with other organizations in the community as part of your support to them. And I think safety mapping can be useful for any organization that works with young people 
as part of group youth work or individual case support. And it can help them think about young people's needs in the community and how they could be better supported. So once again, you can check out the other resources from this contextual safeguarding across borders project where we share what we did and what we learned with the International Rescue Committee in Germany. And you can find all of this on the Contextual Safeguarding Network website. We really, really enjoyed working with you and the International Rescue Committee, Masha, and we wish you all the best with your work. Vielen Dank und tschüss. Thank you, Delphine. It was a pleasure. Tschüss.